Welcome to season two of the Happy and Whole podcast. You're now listening to the 14th episode called Passionately Curious. I'm Christina, the creative being behind Happy and Whole, which is a journey of self-discovery centered in self-love. Be sure to connect with us on any of the nine platforms where we broadcast. Follow us on Instagram at Happy and Whole, which is H-A-P-P-I-A-N-D-W-H-O-L-E. And check us out on our website for more ways to engage with us and our community at happyandwhole.com. Welcome back to another episode of season two of the Happy and Whole podcast. This has been such a beautiful journey in itself. To just listen as fully and as openly as we can to the journey and the lessons that others have experienced so far on this side of the earth. And this has just been a means to learning more about ourselves and how we can become more truly whole and happy within ourselves. And not just who we are right now, but who we're becoming. And today's guest continues this journey and takes it one step further with a fresh perspective. So sit back, enjoy episode 14 called Passionately Curious with the amazingly dope Kareem Latif. Special guest today is someone I truly admire for his intellect, his worldview, and his love of the culture. Um, Kareem is definitely someone who I've watched from afar via Instagram, and I just greatly appreciate his consistency and his growth. He is truly a visionary and someone I have a lot of respect for in terms of his work and just the way that he moves in the world. He travels and just shares his vibe wherever he lands. So I, I love that about him. And I honestly just can't wait for him to hop on and share a little bit about who he is and how he kind of became the man that he is today. And I'm sure we can learn a lot from his wisdom and his dopeness. So I'm going to hush, and without further ado, just kind of let Kareem tell us a little bit about who he is and what he does. So, Kareem, welcome. Community, Kareem, Kareem, community. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's an honor to be on the program. I'm definitely humbled by all the amazing words that you said about me. <laughs> uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely humbled. Um, so, yeah, my name is Kareem Latif. Um, first and foremost, I consider myself an artist, creative, um, that kind of fell into the world of business and marketing as a way of paying my bills. <laughs> no, to be honest with you. Um, I hear that. And, you know, and, and because I am a creative and a hustler, you know, I made it work for me and I became really good at it, um, both, you know, going up, going along and getting the academic uh, credentials, uh, getting a master's to, you know, understand uh, strategy and everything like that. And then just understanding the culture and getting into it from a practitioner uh, perspective as well, just to get that balance. Um, you know, I became really good at marketing, so a lot of people know me as a marketer. Um, but like I said, I consider myself more of a creative. I would say in, within the world of business and marketing, I consider myself like a cultural anthropologist. It's mm-hmm. kind, of, just kind of how I look at culture, how I look at people within culture, and, and ecosystem, business ecosystems, cultural ecosystems. So, um, so yeah, um, I consider myself a world traveler. You know, uh, growing up in a very small city in Alabama, uh, from Alabama, uh, was around a lot of like limitations and lack. You know, so when I got the means to be able to move around the world, 
whether it be through school or education or just funding myself through work or, you know, um, just saving, uh, I try to explore and move around as much as I can. So yeah. definitely uh, a traveler. But, yeah, I mean, that's kind of in a nutshell who I am. I love it. I love it. I love it. Lots to learn. Um, so, of course, this season is all about just learning of, through the experiences and the eyes of many so that you can connect on all different levels. And so I want to allow Kareem just to talk a little bit about his experiences and journey um, with self-love and his journey of self-discovery as a traveler, as um, a curator of cultural experiences throughout many nations. <laughs> I would love him to yeah. talk about, you know, where he was, how did you get to where you are, um, some things you learned along the way. Like, definitely all is. Um, I, I think, I think to be honest with you, I, can't, I, I feel like I kind of got to where I am now by just being very curious. Um, I kind of grew up asking a lot of questions um, to the point where I kind of just annoyed my parents. I annoyed my mm-hmm. teachers. Uh, I never mm-hmm. took like I never took the first answer. Like mm-hmm. you know how even when even when like the um, teacher like in school when I had, like I got to college and I had a syllabus uh, and I had like the books whatever that I had to read for my online syllabus. I always wanted to kind of even know what the teacher was reading. Like, even beyond, like, well, I'm like, yeah, this is cool, but what are you reading? Like, what are you into? Um, I wanted to know, like, you know, my religious leaders, like, kind of what, 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 what did you read last? It's not what you were teaching us in Sunday school or at the mosque. Like, what are you reading? So it's always been it's always been my, like, uh, I guess, blessing and a curse to just always want to, like, dig further, always doubt. And, and so... I think by doing that, I kind of it kind of led me to where I'm at. Um, I, I, I asked a lot of questions. So I ended up all throughout high school um, getting put into opportunities where I could just learn more and meet new people and get more access. So just even even like, like I said in college, um, I didn't necessarily. I mean, I wanted to, I always wanted to be an artist, as I mentioned earlier. I always wanted to be an artist. But as you probably, you probably know the theme throughout my entire interview where there's a theme between, like, wanting to be an artist, wanting to explore that, and then, like, the dilemma with money and our relationship with money and, 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 and trying to figure out a way to monetize this creativity so I end up going yeah. to another direction. So it's, like, the struggle with, you know, um, doing what I have to do uh, and doing, uh, doing what I need to do uh, so that I can do what I want to do. So there's always been that struggle. Um, so... You know, I've always wanted to be an artist, so um, my, my parents, particularly my dad, has always been like, you know, the artist is not going to make any money, you know, mm-hmm. so you need to um, take on a more professional career, um, be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, typical. So even with that funny story, I'm like, okay, how can I be a, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a doctor? What can I do that's creative with a doctor? Like, how can I bring mm-hmm. out this creativity? So I decided to be a plastic surgeon. So I enrolled into school, you know, mm-hmm. um, with the intention of being a plastic surgeon, taking, you know, science. Um, as a, I enrolled as a chemistry major. And then after I got into it, I just couldn't figure out a way to bring out this creative expression. Like, I couldn't figure out a way to, like, make it more visual and colorful. Yeah. It was very, like, black and white. Yeah. It was very black and white. So um, I started to, again, ask more questions. I started to go to the business department to sit in on classes and things like that. And eventually, I switched my major mm-hmm. to marketing and business. And I think that's 
that's what really helped me uh, once I switched my major um, and, I, and I faced my parents, my dad, didn't know what I wanted to do. I had to defend, my, you know, defend myself and defend my rationale of why uh, I decided to go the route that I was going. It gave me a lot more confidence, and I, and I just, you know, I just never accepted what was given to me. But even, like I said, in college, um, whatever the syllabus was, whatever the plan was for the course, I always passed for more, which led me to internships in the entertainment industry and internships at you know, artists, uh, visual artists and and um and and musicians. Um and, you know, from there it just set up a pattern. I just as I started to, you know, get more opportunities, it just opened up for us more opportunities. And and I just again I just never lost that hunger. No matter no matter what position I arrived at, uh, whatever level of success I had, I always hustled like I didn't have it. So that's always been like mm. that's always been a that's always been a secret not necessarily speaking, it's always been a major um, lesson that I've learned at a young age that I, I, I just replicate throughout my life and, and, and you know, and, and, and put it in the work. I try to remain very humble, and I try to um, treat each opportunity um, like, almost like, hold up a second. Um... Yeah, excuse me, sorry. I think the way the way I treat my opportunity, where I treat any particular position or job or partnership, I treat it as if um, I'm not as experienced as I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to see I like to see it as if I'm I'm a, I'm a new entry into that particular nah, opportunity yeah. or industry or market. Because um, I like to have fresh eyes. And I feel like once you come in and you take on this this superiority. Uh, position, you tend to think that you know everything. Mm-hmm. And and I learned a long time ago from, I believe, it was Minister Farrakhan, um, and he said that basically you could take all the knowledge of everybody on the planet and you could put it on a pen, a, the head of a pen, uh, when you compare it to what's left to know or what God knows. So when, when, mm-hmm. I, when he said that, it kind of resonated with me, like, wow, I, I, mm-hmm. I really don't know a lot. There's still so much more to know. And there's somebody younger than me, there's somebody older than me that's still going to have more information than I have right. uh, in, in one particular area. So I should always, in order for me to be more competitive and, and, and be sharp, I should always, you know, approach it as such. So I think I'm kind of rambling. Uh, I'm not sure if I even answered your question. But, no, you uh, don't. <laughs> yeah. So you touched on a couple of things that I think resonates with me, right? This idea of being genuinely curious, right? And I feel like enough yeah. people don't acknowledge that either they should be more curious or that they are, and they shun that piece of themselves. Um, and I think there's something so positive of it because I think um, in our last episode we were talking about how judgmental we are of ourselves and of other people, and yeah. there's a lack of that genuine curiosity, right? Like we need to just be more inspired by people and more just genuinely like admiring the things about them that you find interesting or that don't necessarily connect with you, but you want to see the world in a different perspective. And I think that comes across in not just how you show up on social media, but how you are in the world. Like I see your interactions with friends and other things like that. And I'm like, he's just so genuine. And I feel like the way that you take pictures and other things like that, like your genuine curiosity just to see the world, as you said, it like through fresh eyes, 
that just comes across in how you move, and I love that about you. And I also oh, think thank that you. absolutely, and I love that there's this, <laughs> and I think it's so funny, and I don't know if it's just with black families, which I'm sure it's not, but in general, it's important that we acknowledge what narratives have been told to us from childhood on up until now. Like your yep. dad really, really pushed you to be like, all right, that's great. I'm glad you can draw. You're really into art. But how are you going to take care of yourself, right? Because someone yep. told him artists don't make money, right? And yep. you can insert the word artist for other things that don't make money, right? But when it's what you yep. were put on the earth to do, you will figure it out. And we don't tell ourselves that enough. We're not told that growing up that we will figure it out. We have to just lean into the thing that we're just put here to do, and it will all work out. But that's scary. It takes risks. It takes a lot from us to just lean into that because the path is not always clear. And it's easy to open a textbook or other things and say, oh, I know how to become a plastic surgeon, right? I know how to become a lawyer. Those paths are very clear because that's socially Mm -hmm. acceptable in ways that, just saying I'm an artist is like, well, what does that mean? Well, it means what I'm going to define it as, right? And we can yep. recreate those narratives for ourselves about what it means to be who we naturally are and who we are put on this earth to be. And I think that's just something we have to be mindful of, especially our generation raising new young kings and queens and new, you know, little children. Like, hey, how do I really help them identify who they are earlier? And even if there's no clear path, quote, unquote, right, that has been laid out in the past, that's still who they are. Like I have two young nephews who I love on and take care of, and I am very aware of gifting towards their gifts. So I'm not big on, you know, Mm -hmm. spending a lot of money on toys or anything like that. But my youngest nephew is an artist. I know that. He loves to draw. He loves to expose them to different forms of art. All right, you love markers, let's do crayons, let's do pastels, let's, you know, do all mm-hmm. of these different art forms to help him expand what it means to be an artist. He's been drawing to do the two, and it's amazing. Oh, how, yeah, but you have, to, you have to connect with that with people, right? Like, wow, I see that that's a gift for you. The older one, like, he loves um, being like a spokesperson. He's very entertaining in your face. And I was like, all right, let's start a YouTube channel for you, right? We need to get you out there. Use this, use this gift, mm. figure out what that looks right. like. What does that mean, you know, for our children and for us growing up? So I, I, that, that hit a nerve. I was like, yes, like we need that. <laughs> yeah, that's so smart, right, because we didn't have that, our generation, you know, so like the generation before this generation, this Internet generation. Like we didn't have right. all the access to the world and, and tools. Man, yeah, I mean, I – that's amazing that you're doing that. It's going to go a long way with them. I they, hope so. You know, they, that's, they wouldn't that's know point. a difference. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're, I feel like the children, the youth, are programmed to, to, to respond well to this technology. Right. So, like, you just, you know, and, and, and just opportunities now. So, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I can't fault my father and my parents who you know, who they are and what they right. went through. You know, but but those ideas to learn. But to, to see and hear you doing this is amazing. Like, you know. I I just hope I hope I hope they get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, you're, right. You're, you're running, but you're doing it so I hope that they get it. You know. That's true. So that makes me think and this is super random, but like at the stage in your life that you're at now. 
and you had to tell your younger self some things that may have put you on a different path, what are some things you think you would have told your younger self? Then they make the word try. Mm-hmm. I think I think try is such a prison. It, 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 it's like a, a, a word of enslavement. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. try means nothing. It's like either you did or you didn't do it. Like that's all that really matters. Try does not matter. And, and, and trying, I think, and this is not going to be a pretty way of saying but I feel like um, trying takes out the the idea of, I guess trying, trying leads more to the idea of perfection. Like you feel like, okay, I tried it. It wasn't perfect. I'm gonna let it go. But really, I believe that perfection really is the aim at perfection. Like you never reach mm-hmm. perfection. Perfection is just the constant aim at perfection. It's right. the constant doing. It's the constant refining. The constant adjusting. The tuning. You know that that's perfection. That is that is perfection. You know, uh, and I think that the prison, the enslavement part, is like, ah, oh, man, I didn't get my goal. I didn't achieve it. I didn't do it. I just tried. You know, so I'm gonna let it go. and I'm gonna quit. That you could be like so close to like achieving that goal, so mm-hmm. I think that there's so many there's so many like dreams that that I forfeited, I forfeited. There's so many um just cool ideas that are just in like a mental graveyard right now because I, I didn't move fast enough, things didn't move fast enough, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. it wasn't the right timing. You know, I didn't have the right support. So I got discouraged, so I, I mm-hmm. tried in my mind that I should have did it. My, my 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 phrase now, and I, I'm not the originator of this, this phrase. Absolutely, I won't take no credit for it. Um, <laughs> there's people in my life that have said this, but I, I live by it. I really do live by done is better than perfect. Mm. Um, you know, done is better than perfect. Um, doing is better than trying. Um, so that 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 alone right there is is probably one of the most important. Um, lessons that I would tell my younger self. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, that I, you know, that I try to tell younger people that I consider part of my tribe, my mom, mm-hmm. I try to tell them that now, like, you know, just do, just get it done. Like, make it happen. You know, um, and that's, that, and also, I try to tell myself that, um, again, this is another term that I, didn't take, I can't say credit for, but like, um, that the, the hands that I'm looking for uh, is at the end of my own arm. Um, so mm. basically I'm meaning that I have everything that I need um, to get whatever I need to get done, done, you know, to a certain point. And then I'm sure I'll need some help or some assistance. But to get started, um, and even you put the word like start up, um, it's just really getting up and starting. That's what it comes down to, you know, like that's, right. that's, what it, that's the root. That's the root, right. that's the basis of it. You know, so I feel like, uh, again, getting back to my struggle with the word try and perfection, I'd always mm-hmm. like overthink things. I'll procrastinate. I'll overthink it. Like, I don't have anything I need to get done, to get done now. I don't, to get started, just to get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it starts, so the fear starts to set in and just the, the overwhelming feeling of, of not having what I need. Well, really, like, I feel like um, if you really listen to your intuition, uh, mm-hmm. you know what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Right. Like, it's right. like you, have this, you have this internal assignment this assignment, if, you know, that you that you have everything that you need, like, you whatever it is, whatever it is, your artist, you have this vision, you know, so maybe it's just starting, starting, maybe starting is just sketching, mm-hmm. just sketching it out on a page, 
you know what I'm saying? Then it's like adding some color to it. Um, you know, then it's like sketching more and sketching more. And then it's taking it to a fabricator or taking it to a 3D printer, taking it somewhere else. Right. But like the starting process is where you that's your assignment before you start. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 the next thing I would say. Um, the helping the helping hand in my own arm. Um, and I would also say um, that people have to believe people have to see it to believe it. So a lot of times you're like, mm. I might be like, I might be like, ah oh, man, nobody understands my vision. I, I struggled with it a lot. I was like, I always like, are they hating? Like hating on me? Like they don't they don't see what I'm saying? Like they don't, they don't <laughs> right. see what they don't see what I'm saying. Yeah. No, they're not gonna see what I'm saying. They can't see the words. They can't see it. They gotta see it and like do it. You know, like so that's that's what it is. So like I think the phrase often when I was growing up was like, I, I gotta believe it to see it, or you gotta believe it to see it. Whatever. I, I, I like to switch that. Like I think people have to see it to believe it. Because um, right. because like the vision that you have is your vision. Like nobody can see it through your eyes. So like once people start seeing it. They start to create this like kinetic energy, and people start like, yeah. start getting emotion and start to materialize. And people jump on board. Then you have that tribe, and you start to attract that momentum um, and to get what you need to get done. Whether it be um, the momentum you need to, to to get partners to create to produce, or whether it's just creating more uh, attraction to customers, so that you can get the capital to reinvest into whatever that idea is. Whatever it is that you're doing, you have to do it. You know what I'm saying, and, and then people will believe. So that those are three key things, uh, you know, that that I I, I constantly tell younger people, um, that I, and I would actually tell myself if I could, um, you know, reverse things and go back two years. Yeah. I love that. I love, and I ugh, it's, it's so funny to me that people <laughs> um, go back and forth with the either I did it or I didn't do it. And for me, yep. trying is doing because you actually yep. have to be doing something. So anybody that's like, oh, I'm trying, I'm like, no, you're doing, right? The fact that yep. you are actually doing it, whether or not it's as successful as you hoped it would be or not, you are actually mm-hmm. doing something. You're in the habit. You're a verb, not a noun right now. <laughs> so yep. I received yep. that. And I think yeah. that comes from, like, that's how we discover more of ourselves is by just trying things, Right. Like you talked about, there's mm-hmm. that internal assignment. There's that intuition that says you get excited about or you get passionate when certain things happen, right? We It happens when we watch movies, have conversations with people, like you name it. These things just come up and we get that tingly feeling. Like we know what's inside of us that's being pulled by something greater. And whether or not we act on that can really determine, like, our path and things like that. Um, but I think that's, yep. that's an amazing part of self-discovery is, like, just go do something. And that's how I actually started. Um, I'm an accountability coach as well as a wellness practitioner, and that's what we do in this community. But in the accountability side of things, like, that's why I started Just Start Small is to help people say, hey, I don't care what it is in terms of your goal or your vision or your dreams. Like, you have to start somewhere. And sometimes that yep. is the most fearful part is, like, just throw it out there. Who cares if you fail at it? Yep. Failing, I think, is yep. the most beautiful thing. Failing is amazing because you have to learn so you can get better and just continue, like you said, to reinvent it and just ask for help as you need and all those beautiful things. So, like, just try and get excited. Like, oh, I receive all of it. I think it's amazing. And the last part oh, I yeah. talked about 
with just seeing it and believing it um, for yourself, right? Like you have to really be assured of yourself and figure out what your vision is. So whether or not somebody's on, on board with you or on the same page with you, you'll still keep pushing. And so a lot right. of what I shared in season one and this season is like, listen, figure out how to talk to yourself in a way that keeps you encouraged, even when you're the only one cheering for yourself, right? What are ways mm-hmm. that you keep yourself lifted, even in the midst of all that's going on? But I love that you also said, you know, I have everything that I need to at least get me started, right, to at least take that first step. And we always yep. know what that is, right? Like when mm-hmm. I work with folks, they know what to do. They need somebody to tell them to go do it and to hold them accountable yeah. to actually following yeah. through. But you know what to yeah. do. And then when you get yeah. to a certain point, it's okay to pass the baton. But I think something that you do that's so amazing, and I think people can really take from this, is that when you do share your vision, right, you're really you're really intentional about how you communicate it, right, and how mm-hmm. you draw people into it by leveraging their strengths, right? Like you may not see it, but I can see you fitting in this in into my vision in this way, and that brings people closer. That helps people say, okay, like I'm starting to peel back the layers. That makes sense. And I think mm-hmm. that's what the love is, right? That's That's where your self-love comes in because you're able to trust yourself enough to articulate that vision good, but then enough to also draw other people in. Like, that's a skill. And everybody's not a visionary. That's why we have chiefs and Indians. <laughs> but everyone mm. has their role, right? And it takes a very special person to say, I know you don't get it yet, but trust me. If you trust me and I trust this this thing that has been put on my life, then we're going to rock it, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. And I think you're definitely yeah. on the cusp of what that is for you, and I'm so excited. And I know you've been hearing it all really yet, quickly? go. Yes, please. I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you something really, I'll tell you something really quickly, like, like, like um, why I do what I do. So um, being that I'm like, I consider myself more of a cultural anthropology, mm-hmm. cultural anthropology, I try to, like, uh, really deep dive into, like, how people understand, how people learn, how people process, yeah, like, yeah. messages. You know, so, like, black people, uh, if you listen to black people, they're usually, like, going to say, they're going to say, like, I'm not going generalize, to generalize, but a lot of them will say, like, oh, man, I feel you. I feel you, man, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, I see you, I see it, I see it. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's like they're always saying one of those terms, and depending on what they say, they kind of give away kind of how they learn and how they how they get emotionally attached to things. So, like, yes. that's why, like, the way I use Instagram, I try to approach it in a way that I can reach people no matter how they process information. So that's why when you look at my, when you look at my uh, story, I always mm-hmm. now I try to, like, incorporate music. Yes. I know some people, yes. like, some people get it through music. And you're like, oh, I, I see what he's trying to say. I see, I see the message. I see he's trying to get through for the music. I try to use like very like strong visuals. But some people some people have to mm-hmm. see some people have to like people have to like see certain things. And for other people I try to use wordplay. Um, you know, because that's that's kinda of how they connect. So right. and, and you know, and I try to somehow do some type of mood or some type some type of like moodle, um mm-hmm. that's not, it's probably not a word. A mood <laughs> mood based <laughs> message. To, to connect to people that feel a certain thing. So, like, yeah. I'm I'm still learning this. Like, this is something that this is something I'm more like doing. I'm using I'm using almost Instagram as like my 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 lab. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of like helped me to copy and refine how I communicate uh, with other people uh, within the culture, within the diaspora. Uh, and as I get more feedback from them through my story, they're like, oh, I feel this. I, I got what you mm-hmm. saying. Boom. It just helped me, like, copy, like, reposition and readjust and, you know, how I communicate. So it's, it's more like, for me, me, like, sparred, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like just re- constantly refining how I communicate. So mm-hmm. I feel like communication is so important. Like, communication is so key to my overall goal, which is really yeah. connecting black people across the diaspora. So... That's my ultimate goal. So my ultimate goal is connecting black people across the diaspora and rebranding black people to black people. Mm. Uh, I can get into that a little later. But that, those are my ultimate goals. That's why I do pretty much everything I do. Like everything is connected back to that. Like everything I do in some form or fashion is going to be connected to black culture mm. and is going to be focused on presenting black culture in the best way I can, like in a way that is, is aspirational and 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 uh, comforting it and faith and you know so everything is consistent with that with that goal. I love it. And you do that so well. I stay in his DMs, y'all. Like, <laughs> Man, I love that. Thank I see it. It's so dope. You do. You really can like feel and see and hear like all of the things. Like I feel that intention. Um, as I watch your stories and different things like that. And just, like, see the world through your eyes. I think that you have a very unique worldview that does bring people from all walks of life um, closer, right, to seeing things mm-hmm. in other people's worldviews in a different way. So I think that's absolutely just beautiful about the way that you operate. But the thing that you said is that the heart and the crux of what you're doing with communication and trying to be a bridge and that connector, like, it is so clear in what you do, and I love that. And I think that that shines through in what self-love and self-discovery is all about. Like, when you have spent the time figuring out what works for you, what doesn't, like, you enrolled in school, was like, nope, that's not for me. I always keep coming back to the thing that, that gets you excited, whether it's art or other ways to just keep people together or draw people together and create these experiences like when you know that you know that you know yourself then you will keep coming back like you talked about themes and these trends that just continue to connect things and I think that's amazing I think that's so dope so let me ask you this you're welcome no this is this is amazing and so let me ask you I guess kind of for the last little segment here um are there things that have been extremely helpful for you as you figured out your path? Are there people you connect with, certain things that you do as you travel, um, the way that you choose, the, the time that you have to yourself, different things like that, that people who typically listen and are a part of the community are very aware of self or aware that they want to become more aware of their self, and they're constantly evolving and growing, and so listening to these episodes and spending time with us and with all the other guests and things like that is just further efforts for them to say, all right, what else can I add to my toolbox to continue loving on myself, growing, evolving? And so I'm so curious, like, how has, what has helped you and how has your journey, um, some of the things that, that you do along that path really been helpful for you along your pit stops all over the world? Man, that's a really good question. Um, I think that 
my biggest um, threat is myself in terms of I, mm. I'm a serial I'm a serial giver. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm an empath. So mm. what happened with me is as I encounter more people that have like issues and problems and you know things they're trying to solve, I would jump in and, and try to solve it for them. And I would put mm-hmm. whatever my my own self care. I would mm-hmm. put that on the back burner. At risk. And yeah. I would like jump in and I'll try to save and be a superhero and be a martyr for everyone else except for myself. So that first that that that's the case. Um, so what I tend to be drawn to um, are people like deeply, deeply drawn to, people that are the most influential in my life, are people that have a better grasp on self-care, a better grasp on, like, who they are, what they need. So, like, I'll, I'll give you, like, I'll give you, like, like two examples. So uh, I'm married. I'm separated now, you know, uh, unfortunately, but uh, throughout my throughout my entire marriage, I really have to give my wife a lot of credit. Like, she uh, is very similar to me. She's an empath, but she takes care of her family. She takes care of mm-hmm. a lot of people. But she's very intentional about, like, self-care, like, giving herself what yeah. she needs, whether it's yoga, whether it's a herbal treatment, tea, and things like that. And that's something that, I, you know, I taught and I watched. I wasn't very good at it. I'm still not the best at it. This is like, this is like if I had a weakness, this is the area that I definitely could build on. I'm learning. <laughs> But this yeah. is this is that's that's kind of like my my father's the same way. So my dad, no matter how sick he is, my dad is my dad's sixty something. I'm not sure the exact age. Sorry, that. But he, no matter how no matter how sick he is, no matter not he doesn't get sick often, but no matter what condition he's in, he makes a commitment to run like four or five mm-hmm. times a week. Mm-hmm. He's running four or five times a week. He's uh, meditating all the time. He's what we consider a spooky Muslim. So he's, he's like mm-hmm. constantly, constantly in a prayerful mind, having a prayerful mind. Um, he's usually like very monotone, very like mild mannered, like not really like, not really too high, not too low. He's always kind of like right there in the middle, uh, not super emotional about stuff. Um, and he, he's like, man, he's a very calming person, um, mm-hmm. which is very contrasted like my mom, who, who's like super, you know, emotional. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was always drawn to to my dad growing up, you know, and trying to take on some of that behavior, um, figure out ways I can, like, start to incorporate some of those, like, self-care uh, behaviors and traits and rituals that he was doing. And then with my wife, you know, I was trying to take on some, some of her uh, characteristics. And then, you know, but at the same time, I didn't really know how to how to put that where it was, like in terms of taking self care. At the same time, mm-hmm. how to deal with my my nature of being like this martyr for like the culture and martyr for other people. Mm-hmm. Life, like yeah. I don't bust my ass, but I work hard, hard, hard for other people. But like, even when it comes mm-hmm. to like companies I work for, like brands I work for, like I do now, I will go extremely hard. It's just like, oh, you need this? Oh, mm-hmm. cool, you need that. And I don't know if it was like a a need to be validated, a need to be pleased, like be a people pleaser. I'm not sure necessarily what it was, mm-hmm. uh, why I did this, but like that, that was always an issue, you know, for me. Uh, just trying to solve other people's problems, and it, it's just really a curiosity. It's really like 
I'm very interested in the human mind and human needs and human behavior, which is one of the reasons why I ended up in marketing, right? I'm very, I'm very interested in that. And my curiosity, instead of, like, just understanding the needs, my curiosity sometimes takes a turn where I try to fill those needs. Um, you know, so it's just, it's just that constant battle. So I know I'm rambling, but I think in, 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 in that journey, um, I was probably most influenced by people that have a grasp on filling their own needs. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like mental health and self care, stuff like that. I love it. And he won't toot his own horn, but I will say, following him and looking through his journey, um, he's definitely finding his own ways to do that, right? Like, yep. he will explore. We share a love of murals. <laughs> I freaking love murals. Yep. I will find them anywhere, in any way that he can yep. kind of communicate his mood through an image, through a short clip, anything like that. Um, and mm-hmm. he's being mindful, you know, like, hey, I need to separate, I need to take a walk, I need to just go eat by myself, do these certain things um, in mm-hmm. ways that maybe you don't even see how some of the things that you gravitate towards other people and have admired in other people are taking form in your own life in a way that's very authentic for you. So I love that. I think his version of self-care is not the same as everyone else's, but it works mm-hmm. for him, right? As an right, artist, right. as someone who experiences and moves in the world a little bit differently, um, kudos to you because you're you're doing it. I do see you definitely taking on um, a lot of the, the the things that you saw in other people in your own really yep. genuine and unique way. So I think that's super dope. Thank you. Super, super Thank dope. You. You're welcome. Well, it has been amazing, and I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your time, the space that you shared with us today. And I want to make sure that I know I've bragged about your IG, but it is extremely dope. So if you don't follow him, I'm about to give him an opportunity to just share a little about how you can stay connected with him um, and any other things that are kind of going on in his world that you guys can get engaged with. I want Kareem to just kind of share a little bit about that with us before we go today. Okay. Uh, first of all, my Instagram, I try to keep everything very simple. Um, that's one thing I learned through just communication. That's what I mentioned earlier. So, right. Um, my my Instagram is my name. Um, but I understand that cannot be, that sometimes can be tricky too because um, sometimes my name is spelled differently. You know, you talk to people, right? My name, K-A-R-I-M, um, is Kareem Latif, L-A-T-E-E-F. So my Instagram is Kareem Latif. My Twitter is Kareem Latif. Uh, and my LinkedIn is Kareem Latif MBA. Uh, Facebook, Kareem Latif. Everything is pretty much my name. Um, and and what you'll find uh, if you decide to, you know, follow what I'm doing and follow my journey of stay in touch is um, I'm focused a lot on culture, black culture in particular, and marketing. Mm-hmm. So bridging the gap between those two, um, helping us rebrand ourselves to ourselves in a way that motivates us and makes us more aspirational for each other to get, uh, you know, more unified across the African diaspora, across all the continent, um, inspire, you know, financial breakthroughs, uh, creative marketing breakthroughs, uh, and, and what um, I consider profitable economics. Um, so a lot of what you see, not only just me talking about profit economics, I try mm-hmm. to bring a lot of, like, creative people together to work on yeah. different projects. Yeah. I try to highlight creative people, uh, constantly create avenues and platforms and processes for 
creative people to work together and remove some of the barriers, you know, to entry to some areas opportunity that they may have considered. Um, I, I, I have our experience, and I try to remove some of those barriers to make it a little bit easier mm -hmm. uh, for them to collaborate and work together. Um, so, again, that's my passion, and I've been blessed and fortunate in some form of fashion to turn my passion into uh, a funding source for <laughs> right. more uh, projects in, in my livelihood. So, yeah. I love it. Dope, dope, dope. Well, of course, he will be tagged. So definitely check him out, follow him. If it's something you're interested in or you have more questions and just want to engage with him, he's definitely open and welcome. He was to me, <laughs> so I'm sure he will be to y'all. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Want to well, again. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you for welcoming me to the program. I appreciate conversation was so special because Kareem is, as you can tell, just so dope on so many levels. And just like every guest that I've introduced to the community, he truly walks the talk and he truly lives out loud as a cultural anthropologist. He was so honest about his journey and the lessons learned that have truly defined where he is now and where he's going. Of course, I connect with him because he's a visionary and can see beyond the here and now, which is such a beautiful gift that he truly leans into and uses. And we discussed so many important gems like the beauty and the necessity of curiosity and our charge in this community to bring that out of each other and be more intentional about putting ourselves in places and around people who promote genuine curiosity across the board. We have to explore the many planes of ourselves and connect with others around asking really thoughtful questions, figuring out how to walk in someone else's shoes, taking a moment to just pause and kind of see things from a different perspective, and then push past that place of judgment to truly and genuinely become passionately curious about the person that you are constantly involving into and how that person and that version of yourselves relates to a frequency of everyday life. Another thing we spoke about that really resonated with my spirit is the idea that done is better than perfect. And that just hits a little different when you are the thing that's getting in your own way. So that message I hope for you, just like it was for me, it was kind of like a soul spasm <laughs> because we know exactly what we need to do to make our dreams a reality, but we're stuck at the point of taking that first step or remaining consistent in the steps that we've already taken. So we have gotten comfortable with our current state. Trying is doing and trying is an achievement because as Kareem said, you have to get started somewhere, right? Sometimes we are charged with traveling certain parts of our journey alone and it's in those moments that we decide who we want to be and how to speak to ourselves in ways that give us exactly what we are seeking from other people. The last thing I want to spotlight about today's episode and more specifically about Kareem is that in the midst of doing, he can acknowledge the areas of his practice where he wants to improve and he can clearly articulate the people and ways that he can get on the path to that improvement which I think is just a huge lesson that we can all take with us. Be clear about how you can steer towards the areas of improvement in your own personal practice so you can do so with intention and it becomes a habit and not just a thought. Ooh, there's so many good moments today and I'm very thankful that each of you got an opportunity 
to enjoy and share with us. Please be sure to share what resonated with you most via any of the posts on our IG page. And of course, pass this forward and share it with someone who really needs to hear it. As we conclude the 14th episode of season two, let us move forward in placing action behind the centered thought of today, becoming passionately curious. May we be reminded that curiosity is one of the great secrets of happiness, the engine of achievement, the highest form of intelligence, and that it has its own reason for existing. May we remember and hold tight in our spirits that done is better than perfect and seeing is believing. Until we meet again.